Before the Rings of Power, there were the Silmarils. Before Sauron, there was his master, Morgoth. Before Aragorn and Arwen, there was Beren and Luthien. Welcome to Window on the West, where we explore all the ages of Tolkien's Middle-earth. With your hosts, Jonathan Watson, Michael Grumbine, and Dan Coates. Welcome to Window on the West. My name is Jonathan Watson, and I'm here along with Dan Coates and Michael Grumbine. And we're here to explore Tolkien and Middle-earth in all of its unique, incredible, and sometimes frustrating incarnations. Um, and normally this would be an episode one event, but uh, before we dive into those deep Tolkien waters, we want to give you more of an idea of who we are, why we're doing this, uh, what you can expect from us. So uh, we'll just call this episode zero. And uh, if you want to skip all this and go straight to Tolkien, go ahead, go to, move, go to episode one and delete this and uh, forget that you ever heard who we are. Uh, but to start off, uh, I want to introduce myself first. My name is Jonathan Watson, and uh, I first read Lord of the Rings in seventh grade at 12 years old. It was a life-changing experience for me. It was the first book I read that I could not put down. It took me a week to read all three books. I took it everywhere, school bus, school, church. Uh, it was with me all the time, and when it was over, I hated my life. I was like, I couldn't believe that it was over, and I couldn't find anything else. And then my dad said, here, try the Silmarillion, and I was like, what is this? I did not know what I was reading because it didn't feel like Lord of the Rings to me. I, I liked the world, but I couldn't, I couldn't get through it. Uh, and so that leads us into more of what we'll talk about here when we do the Silmarillion. But, uh, but that, that love of Tolkien led to uh, starting a website in 1999 called thewondering.com. And this was in the heady days of uh, Peter Jackson's pre-production of the Lord of the Rings into the production of the Lord of the Rings. And uh, it became really popular, had uh, thousands, 50,000 users a day, I think at the height and uh, really active message boards before social media. Uh, and, uh, and I was a purist. I was not the one who was uh, there cheerleading what New Line Cinema was doing. I was questioning it and I was not exactly happy with everything they were doing. Uh, and it came out of Fellowship of the Ring disliking the film. I, I thought they screwed up Aragorn and they screwed up uh, Gladriel, Elrond. Uh, the motivations were wrong. It was a beautiful film. Um, and eventually I came to appreciate it and uh, come close to loving it at times in its own right, particularly Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, and so for 20 years, uh, I've been running that site. It had a hiatus when I got married and had four kids, but uh, things have changed now. And, and now we're kind of back into it. And we see with Amazon's Rings of Power coming out uh, that, uh, that there's sort of still a desire to get back into Middle Earth and Lord of the Rings. And despite you know Amazon doing their own thing, I still think the best way to get into Lord of the Rings is through the books. And figuring out what Tolkien wrote and not what other people are interpreting Tolkien by and uh, letting their vision be your vision. So that's that's me. You'll find that my opinion is very um, respectful of Tolkien and very pure of Tolkien. Like I, I, find a, I find it hard to accept other people's visions of Tolkien, particularly on TV and film well. So, so that's me. Michael, do you want to go ahead and give us a vision of who you are? Sure thing, and and believe you did not mention, but um, I followed you on the Babylon Bees Lord of the Rings podcast. Right, that's true. That's how we met. So, so I'm the also ran to Jonathan Watson, <laughs> and I. So my um, although I did start earlier than you, I read Lord of the Rings for the first time when I was young, when I was eight and a half. Wow! And I read it in four days. I sat on my couch. Always one upping me. Yep, I just had to. <laughs> Got to get something. So 
so uh, yep, sat on my couch. My mother thought something was deeply wrong with me. She was correct, but uh, it was <laughs> in a good thing, in a good way, maybe. And uh, so I am, I've read Lord of the Rings many times throughout my life. I did not take a hiatus. I have a family as well, lots of children. I read it every two years to them. I'm currently on my 20th read through of Lord wow. of the Rings, and I find something That's new impressive. every time. We just read Mirror of Galadriel and um, uh, Farewell to Lorien um, last night. And so uh, it's fresh, fresh in my mind. Love, love the professor. I love his world. I am with you as well as being a purist. Um, my background is, uh, well, I'm, a business, I'm in business now, but uh, previously, in a previous life, I, was a, I, I got my master's in medieval history, University of Durham in England. So I took the love of all things when I was young, even into the academic world, did my, some of my PhD work on it as well. And, um, and uh, so, but I'm in a different world now, but I, lo I love revisiting and the Silmarillion as uh, the reason I mentioned the history degrees, because uh, the Silmarillion to me is the history of Middle Earth. It's a, it's a history book. It's not a, it's not a novel. Um, so, but as an historian, I, I love both. So I, I'm real excited for the Silmarillion podcast for that reason. And I know we'll take lots of side trips to review things like the Amazon show that's coming out and looking forward to that. So cool. And Dan, you're kind of the glue. You're the, you're the thing that brought us together. Yeah. Somehow. Um, yeah. Dan Coates here uh, a couple years ago with uh, the guys at the Babylon Bee, we started the Babylon Bee reads the Lord of the Rings and Jonathan Watson out of the blue messaged us and wanted to be on. And we said, yeah, of course, because we were just two guys that don't know anything about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> we enjoy them. Um, but I mean, I'm, from, my background is I'm coming from a place where I saw the movies before I ever read the, the books in full. Um, I, my, my grandmother, who's 94, uh, she when I was in, I want to say eighth grade, she gave me a box set for Christmas with the Hobbit and the, 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 the Lord of the Rings. And I probably read the Hobbit because I know, I know I had to for school at some point. Um, mm -hmm. So I did read the Hobbit in probably eighth grade, but I don't think I read the Lord of the Rings until, man, I must've been like 30. Wow. Um, so I just, I, I was, I like, when I say I watched the movies first, I probably watched the movies like 20 times first <laughs> and then finally got around to Lord of the Rings. And I, uh, it was about five years ago. Uh, I read it for the first time all the way through. And then mm -hmm. I, my second read through was on the Lord of the Rings podcast, uh, with the Babylon Bee. Yeah. So for me, I'm coming from like enjoying the movies, appreciating the movies. And then when I read through, with Jonathan Watson, I realized the error of my ways. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, this on that, especially on that second read through, I really got so much more out of it, and especially through your eyes, Jonathan, and through your mm -hmm. eyes, Michael. Um, Michael was on the podcast also. Um, it just kind of opened up a, a whole different perspective to me that I didn't really, I wasn't critically looking at the movies before. I was just enjoying it. Right. And when I read the book, I realized there's so much in the book that, that you couldn't possibly fit into into a into a movie trilogy. Yeah, even at even at nine hours, though. Yeah, though with the Hobbit, they really tried to fit everything and more into those films. <laughs> that's true, but that's that's I for have, another episode. I have yeah, little <laughs> good to say about the Hobbit movies. Yeah, yeah, most people do not have little good to say about or 
do not have good. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but you know, Dan brings up that um, you know we there was the Babylon Bee podcast, and one of the things I think looking back on that was really nice was that uh, we did it deliberately and intentionally with some. It, it, you didn't breeze through it, and uh, every yeah. episode was recapping and look well not recapping in the, in the way but but looking back over what we read and talking about it further and getting more depth and insight into it and that's part of the things i think that we can do with this podcast uh you know we're not tolkien scholars we're we're tolkien lovers we we love the world and i think for slightly different reasons and we came from it from slightly different places um and i don't want uh our read through to be scholarly i want it to be in depth and not sort of didactic, right? I don't want to teach people about Tolkien. I want to enjoy it together. And so uh, that's part of the, the trouble even going through the Silmarillion, I think. I don't know if you agree with this, but that it feels like a history book at times. And especially when you try and just read through it, like you miss uh, the nuance of what might actually be happening because it just, it can come across as a little bit dry. Uh, so do, you've read the Silmarillion, right, uh, Michael? Yes, I've you've read the Silmarillion five times. Five times. I'm probably, it's either four or five times for me. And in fact, I've actually listened to it three times and I think read it twice now. Mm. I don't know if I finished it the second time through, but uh, listening to it is actually a great way. And that comes to like, how do you get through the Silmarillion because of those names? Um, the names, you know, Fanar, Fanor, Finarfin, Fingolfin, all the different F names that you end up coming through and who are the sons of Fanor and who's, you know, Aonwe and, uh, and, uh, and Manway and Arundel and like all these names that are thrown at you and, and never giving you any sort of deep story to talk about unless you're going into like Turin or Baron or Luthien. Uh, and so I think going through it deliberately is going to be really a fun, fun thing to do and like taking it slowly. Right. And yep. if and it takes us bite-sized yeah. chunk, right? Yeah. Yeah. If it takes us a couple of years, great. It takes us a couple of years. That'll be fun. And we're going to do other things too. So uh, yeah, like, you know, we'll take detours. We'll, we'll talk about Amazon's Lord of the Rings show. So that's it. I think uh, that's a that's a good overview of what we're looking to do with the podcast, and um, we're glad to have you all along for the ride. Any final words, guys? Words of wisdom? No, just enjoy the ride with us. Yeah, I'm I'm going into the Cimmerillion blind. Basically, I have no idea what we're getting into. I know it's kind of like the Old Testament, you know, like the the creation story. I think that that's that might be the only part that I've read is the the, the song of the I I I I whatever um, that that that's that's something else you're going to get on this podcast is Dan trying to learn how to pronounce everything. And John's so, going to uh, and Michael will, will just be leaning back. And <laughs> like, no, no, go on, Dan, go on. I, you you just you almost got it. Go ahead, try one more time. And and I think one other thing, like you mentioned, you know, like how do you get through? Like you're going to be going in and real, trying to figure out the names and stuff like that in the places. And I think one of the things that we like or that I like a lot is this book, which is the Atlas of Middle Earth Excellent. by Karen Wynne Fonstad. It's a great way of like when, when they're talking about where things are, uh, with the routes that they took, it, it's an amazing job of giving you an idea of the lay of the land and even the lay of Valinor and Tyrion and all the different places that, uh, that yeah, there's some uh, amazing work put into this. Yeah. So if you want to grab that, it's called uh, the Atlas of Middle Earth. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And so that's helpful. Yep. So yeah, I'm glad to have you along and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye now. Michael, Dan, and Jonathan want to thank you, the listener, for joining us. Visit us at theonering.com, your source for everything Tolkien, where you can comment on this episode and join the conversation. 
This is Austin Robertson bidding you farewell. May the wind under your wings bear you where the sun sails and the moon walks.